Welcome to Tax Strategy Digest, where we explore the fascinating world of finance. Join us as we dive into the stories, insights, and experiences of experts, thought leaders, and everyday people who are making a difference in this field. Through engaging conversations and thought-provoking discussions, we'll take a deep dive into the latest research, trends, and innovations shaping finance. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn something new on this exciting journey with us. With that said, today our guest is Brandon Bruckman. Brandon, thanks for letting me pick your brain today. Uh, by means of background, Brandon and I have been kind of going back and forth um, on LinkedIn for some time, and we've had a few phone calls, and um, we've talked, of course, about the Deferred Sales Trust a little bit, but he has shared with me what he does, and really, he's just a phenomenal person to be networked with, and so I wanted to bring him on and, and share a little bit uh, about his business, and so Brandon, I'll go ahead and uh, stop talking here and let you go ahead and introduce yourself um, if you want to give maybe a brief summary and talk about what you do and what your expertise is in. Thanks, Jeremy. I'm Paul. I don't, I don't know if I can live up to, to the intro. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll try for thought-provoking. So, um, yeah, Paul and I um, have been kind of going back and forth a little bit on LinkedIn. I'm very curious about how the Deferred Sales Trust can, can work with our clients, and so we're continuing to explore that together. Um, I spend my time with the other DST, depending on how you want to look at it. So um, I'm an investment advisor. For those watching, um, I'm based in Milwaukee. Our firm is called Insight Investment Advisors. Uh, my partner and a lot of our team are based out of Kansas City as well. So a big Midwest connection for us. And we spend a chunk of our time dealing with what we'll refer to as retiring real estate investors or folks that are active managing properties They've been doing that for 30, 40 years maybe, and have made a fundamental decision that they don't want to do that every day anymore. They want to do something else, but they have a couple of problems that they need to, to deal with there. The first and foremost is the tax bill. And so we'll help them through a 1031 exchange and place them into passive real estate. And that's usually through the form of a Delaware statutory trust. And folks can think about that like, well, what's Delaware statutory trust is a common question. Folks can think about that as real estate syndication. That's all it is. It's a fractional ownership of real estate. The difference here is the IRS looks at that and goes, oh, you actually own that property. So you can use that as a replacement in a 1031. So it works. It works awesome. The entire industry is designed around folks that are in that exact position and just want stable cash flow. They want to defer the tax. They want the stepped up basis when they, they pass away for their heirs. And so Delaware Statutory Trust provides that. So my mission is to is to walk people through that on from an education front because a lot of people don't know about it. Um, and then our mission there also is to really eliminate the risk in the space. It's still real estate. And despite, if you go follow my, my LinkedIn post, I was just writing a post about this. I don't think folks have a good understanding of risk. Real estate still has risk in it as much as we all love it. And it's an awesome investment vehicle. We spend time doing due diligence to bang the heck out of that risk and to reduce it as much as possible. Uh, because would you randomly buy something on Zylo or LoopNet right now at whatever price? Of course not, because there's right. fundamental risk there that you need to to eliminate. So that's our role is to take those deals that we we look at and say, this doesn't pencil out um, and don't show those to our clients and avoid those. Okay. Okay, great. And really, um, I guess that'll lead into the next question. Why do clients typically like to work with you? And, and maybe what do some of your clients' goals kind of look like? I don't know something about <laughs> no kind of what what we hear from from our clients. This is across the board at our our firm. 
we hear this constantly is, and not a knock against others, but here, you know, I've talked to other people about this solution and no one has explained it the way you guys have. No one's taken us through every aspect of how these deals are formed and structure and the fees associated with them. No one's pulled all of that apart for us and made it in a way that we can understand it. So I think that's been, and again, this is feedback that we hear from our clients. It's sort of a fundamental difference in the way that we're approaching it. Um, so that's us. And then on goals, I think, I think our clients goals, I almost don't think they feel like they're retiring. Right. Okay. So we kind of got to walk them through this a little bit from a mental aspect and a lifestyle aspect of, okay, here's where you're headed to. And here's how you're going to change in the way that you look at your finances. So we're kind of transitioning them from, I tell people you're going to turn in, you're going to turn from an operator and someone who thinks about that business every day and operates it. You're going to be a fund manager now. And that kind of scares people a little bit. Like, wait a second. I'm like, yeah, you have enough wealth. You're kind of managing in your own little family office or pension and endowment fund. You have to think like that now. Like, oh, okay. Wow. All right. Well, how do we do that? And so it's, it's making that transition for them into that fund manager because they're thinking about one, they're thinking about tomorrow, right? Where's the beach? Where can I go play golf? They're thinking about that, but deeper they're thinking about what's there for my, my legacy. You know, half the clients that we look at, for example, they don't even, they haven't gone even through the will or trust or, or that process of thinking about end of life at all yet. A lot of properties they own are still in single member LLCs or in their own name. And so we're walking them through this whole gauntlet of like, okay, we need to make a fundamental transition here so that things are set up for your heirs in the cleanest way possible so that you continue to maintain and build wealth instead of unfortunately what we see in the statistics by that third generation, most of the wealth is gone. Like how do we avoid that? And so that's that's sort of what we're walking folks through. Okay, awesome. And, and you talked a little bit about how people were, you know, they didn't really realize, hey, I'm retiring soon. So why don't you go ahead and, and those of the people who are watching who might follow you on LinkedIn probably see a little bit about uh, your podcast, the retiring real estate investors. But do you want to maybe give a little bit of a backstory on why you started the podcast and, and maybe some of the topics you cover so that some people uh, might want to go ahead and uh, start giving it a watch? Yeah, let me promote myself. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, no, I mean, it was, it became really obvious to us, right? So 2020 hit, we did the whole COVID thing. Usually I'll stand in front of, I want to stand in front of a group of people that potentially be our clients and just talk to them and answer questions. I'll talk for 10, 15 minutes. That's probably about it. And I'm answering questions for an hour. Like it's all, that's why I really like to do and connect with people. Obviously we couldn't do that during COVID. So we started doing the LinkedIn thing very hard, uh, which has been a great platform, and then subsequently led to a lot of guest appearances on podcast. And then I started just, you know, just Google search our space. Like, I'm just curious, are other people in our space doing a podcast? When I Google searched that, my name came up third. Wow. I'm like, wait a second, there's, <laughs> I'm just doing guest hosts. I'm, we're not even on, we don't even have our own podcast. So it just seemed relatively obvious that we need to sort of fill that gap. This might be the last frontier of, of space where there's no podcast. So we wanted to fill that and we just sort of launched it um, starting this year. Um, and, and the guests we have are wide ranging. So a lot of, a lot of sponsors of real estate deals, um, a lot of folks that are in very niche places of real estate. Like we had some folks on there that invest in campgrounds. We have some folks in there to invest in distressed notes. And I think it's good for the retiring real estate investor. The name is who it's designed for 
so they can start thinking like that pension and endowment fund manager, right? I've had a lot of wealth concentrated in this area. How do I think about other avenues and various places where I can grow my money and really get to this golden diversification place that everyone wants to get to, right? And to us, it's through not just a simple stock bond real estate allocation, it's deeper than that. Like, where can I find the most interesting things that drive real returns for folks while pounding out the risk and doing all those things we talked about, right? So that's the that's the design of the podcast is that we'll we'll take people through some of these areas they may not be may not know about. Heck, I didn't even know about. It. I bring people on because I'm curious. I want to yeah. learn, right? And so we kind of take people through some of those areas, as well as explaining sort of what we do and mixing that in there as well, is sort of the focus of the podcast. Cool. And um, a little off topic, but what what might be uh, a question you hear pretty often? Maybe it's on the podcast. Maybe it's just a client is coming to you and. and Maybe they're just confused about the simple 1031. Maybe they're confused about Delaware statutory trust. What's something that you wish maybe more people knew a little bit more about that you, you think should be common knowledge, but uh, might help someone who is listening? Oh boy. I mean, you know, so this it's interesting. So like from form of background and for the folks watching, I'm in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I used to work at a rather large hedge fund here. And you would think that that would be the top pinnacle of of understanding of everything from a finance perspective is the hedge fund. And, the, and it is from a global markets perspective, the way money moves. Um, I understand things from being there that that the average person will never, I can hardly explain to the average person. I've started calling them civilians. I can't explain it to civilians because it's just way too complicated. So even in that context, I had no idea what a 1031 exchange was. And maybe that was my ignorance then, right? Or not exploring those particular areas. I didn't even know what it was or that was possible or the tax benefits of investing in real estate. I had no clue. So I give people sort of a huge pass that they don't understand that there's instruments out there that can make them passive in the 1031. I get that they don't get that. It's just, it just hasn't been publicized enough that this is available. And frankly, I don't think that our industry does ourselves a lot of favors in the way that we promote and market this solution could be a lot better. Heck, the name could be a lot better. Delaware Statutory Trust is not the most, doesn't have a catch to it. It's not the most <laughs> ringing thing to say. So there's a lot we can do a lot better to, to promote and, and we're trying to do that. So yeah, I wish everyone knew that, that there is a viable solution here that, that makes sense. Um, and I think there is some stigma here too, still, and you get a lot of it on bigger pockets that you know these vehicles don't make any sense for people. They're too fee-laden, et cetera, et cetera. For, for a lot of people, these don't make sense. If you're 35 years old and trying to build your wealth, there's no way on earth that I would recommend that you 1031 and do a DST. You go buy a bigger building, right? These have a tool and purpose for certain people, and I think that's missed. The nuance to that is missed. Um, and I think there's a lot that we can do. We're trying to do it from our desk of take this fee structure down a bit. And we're trying to do it from our side. And we've been a little bit successful in that. So I think just generally... As an industry, we're going to continue to do a better job of educating people, um, and and I think that will be okay. So I don't think there's anything I expect people to know. Uh, I think the burden's more on more on my seat of educating than it is on them of of um, everyone else of understanding. That makes sense. And what what would an ideal client for a Delaware statutory trust look like? Because um, I know you said for you know the 35 year old it might not make sense, but uh, what when would it make sense? I think our average client is over the age of 65. Um, they are experiencing, it's always a life decision. 
it rarely is economic. I'm helping along the ends, along the edges of the economics, because the easiest thing would be to do is just sell and pay the tax. Yeah. Let's be honest. Like, do you want to do that? No. I mean, the tax code is what? Gigantical, right? Very little of it's about paying tax. The rest of it's about not paying tax, frankly. And so let's use that code, right? And so sort of operators that, but it is a life decision. So it's folks that some of our clients have experienced a health condition. We're like, whoa, I would manage property forever, but I can't. So my quality of life is decreasing. I need to change that. So that's a fit for us. It could, and it could just be simply, it goes through folks' mind like, hey, real estate's appreciated a lot. I've made a lot of money. I just simply don't want to do it anymore, right? I want to make a change, right? Some people just don't want to do it. And so those are good fits for, for us or folks that just want out of the game. And that's what the whole space is, is sort of designed for. Because unfortunately, what we hear before folks are aware of the solution is they think there's only two options. So I'm going to hold this stuff till I die and then get that stepped up basis for my heirs so that they can avoid the tax or I'm just going to sell and pay the tax. And that makes me sad. And yeah. so that's, that's what we're trying to avoid. Those are the people that are the best fit for us are thinking along those lines of those are the only options they have. And it's just not. Cool. And, um, and as we kind of wrap up a little bit towards the end here, um, I always like to, to talk about uh, just so people can get to know you a little bit better. What, what's your why? Why, why do you enjoy doing what you do? And, um, you know, maybe it's family, maybe it's friends, whatever it might be. Yeah, I think a couple of reasons for me there. Um, someone a while ago when I was working in corporate America, actually a consultant that was paid to come into this Fortune 500 company, he said, you know what you do well? I said, no, I don't. Please tell me. <laughs> so he said, you explain very complex things in a very simple way that people can understand. And I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And so like, then I kind of took that to heart and I'm like, okay, well, is that true? And I kind of started to walk through that through the various points in my career. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that probably is true, right? So it's kind of come natural to, to me to kind of walk through these things that are, that are unknown, that are opaque, that are hard to understand for, for normal people and to try to explain them to folks. I think that's, that's one thing that we, we like to do. And it's not just on the Delaware statutory trust side and the real estate side, like we also have an investment side of our business that follows a more complex strategy um, that's designed and has has hedge fund overtones to it that the average person normally doesn't get um, when they're dealing with a registered investment advisor. So we love to explain that to people about, hey, you know what, you actually can time the market. <gasps> what? Like, right? And so I, we love explaining these things to people that ultimately are beneficial to them, right? And, are, and, and put them in a better position to maintain and gain wealth. So it, it's what I like to do. So then on the personal front, the why is I look really hard at that, at those statistics of wealth disappearing after generation three. So I'd love to look down from somewhere and like see grandkids building on what I have. And so for me, it's like setting up our kids so that they understand, you know, how they can go and build wealth and build off what we have. And then how that, and they can teach that next generation to do it as well. So to me, that's really important because I look back through our family history before the 21 and me and all the DNA tests and all that stuff. My uncle actually went on this mission and found our heritage back to Europe. Awesome. And you could actually build the, there's a book. I don't know if it's around here. I'd love to show it to you. There's a book. He bounded it, sent it out to all our relatives. It was amazing. It took a decade to do this work, but it showed that path is in our family. Wealth wow. going gone. Wealth 
going gone. Like, oh man, there it is, right? The statistics play out right there. Yeah. I don't want to repeat that pattern. I don't want to repeat that pattern. So that's that's my why. That's awesome. No, that's uh, that's fantastic. And uh, if anybody wants to get in touch with you all, of course, um, I'll put the your LinkedIn link down below in the uh, newsletter. And I'm also going to add your website. Is there any other way you'd like them to reach out to you? Yeah, LinkedIn's LinkedIn's the best. I'm there often. Um, website's good. Um, or shoot me a message. Brandon at investwithinsight.com. Perfect. Okay, awesome. Well, Brandon, thanks so much. I, I really appreciate you taking the time to come on here today and share some insight with people. I know it uh, it's definitely always fun for me. I learn a lot whenever we talk. And so uh, I'm sure everyone else did as well. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thank you, Paul.